15 seconds and counting. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Welcome once again. It is the Innovative Monsters podcast, and I'm uh, joined with me is Adam Davis McGee, my co-host. Adam, how are you? I'm doing uh, pretty close to spectacular. How about yourself? Hey, in these days, I'll take spectacular. It's just a weird time all around. I'm giving. I'm. I'm dishing out spectacular. If anybody wants some spectacular, just call at your boy. I'm dishing it out. <laughs> I'll take two servings, please. <laughs> And uh, we also have our special guest, uh, Kathy Hackle, who I think is just a fantastic thought leader in technology. Uh, specifically, I, I, we met dur- during um, a summit that she put on about augmented reality. And we've known each other for quite a while in the VR AR space. And she's been one of the leading voices, one of the leading women in the AR VR space who've really helped put um, good virtual and augmented reality on on people's radar her her background we're gonna let her talk about this but her background has ranged from htc to amazon to magic leap and now she's working on some really cool stuff so in our second second segment we're gonna have a chance to talk with uh, kathy and and hear uh, all about all of that good stuff um but adam this week how have you been what's been on your radar what's going on with you we haven't actually spent a lot of time talking because we've both been really busy. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty pretty serious last week. I mean, these three letters just keep haunting me in my dreams: NFTs, NFTs, NFTs. It just doesn't stop. See now, see, we said let, let me let me let me stop you right there. I we're not talking about we're, we're not, not gonna about we're gonna we're gonna hold off on talking about NFTs for another episode. We uh, but but you asked, so I'm just I'm giving you the. Real. I know, I know, I know, it's, I know, I know. It's, it's it, <laughs> We're on Clubhouse. Uh, for those of you that are listening um, through your preferred podcast platform, uh, you know, this in this moment in time right now, it's like all the things that uh, because I do work in the intersection in, uh, of art and tech and I have a lot of conversations with different emerging platforms that are doing a lot to advance how people and artists can express themselves and, and experience art. Uh, of course, naturally, it's been uh, a big topic of conversation, uh, but we are we're gonna we're gonna unpack that. We're gonna explore more around NFTs. But I mean, honestly, for me personally, I'm I'm getting ready. I, I'm I'm just gonna play with NF, my my first NFT drop. So I in the past week have been kind of just prepping for that to think about how I want to dip my toe into the into the into the water. Um, but honestly, I, I've mostly I've been I've been really on. Uh, on some personal self care, uh, I started a new yoga uh, wellness men's group that is super. That sounds like hella LA, I know, uh, but it's <laughs> it. It really has been something that. Are you doing um, goat yoga? We're not doing goat we have, yoga. We, have, we got goat yoga I'm in Portland. And I don't get it. On the goat yoga, uh, you can keep that in Portland. Um, and this yoga is actually intended to. It's it's specifically for men. Uh, it's a men's group that is. Uh, you know, really intentional about holding space to not only help men heal through the body, uh, but also through the, through the mind, through literary. So the, the book club is a component that I really like being paired with the yoga. And we are specifically putting our intention around helping uh, dismantle the patriarchy 
and our role in ta- as 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 men um, and how we do that and how we how we can uh, start to recondition our own thoughts and our own language. So that's been something uh, for me, like diving into that. Yeah, make me self-care. look bad. Well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Um, you, you, you make re- me look bad. You know what I've been doing? I've been playing video games. That's what I've you, been doing. I played. I've you, been playing. <laughs> you've been on your Atari and <laughs> you. No, so no, been, no, no, no. You've been, you've been making bread and and probably like uh, brewing some beer up in Portland or some shit. <laughs> no, what, how, no how, I, how have you been though on the on the real? Uh, good, good. I mean, I've spent. I've been really getting into seeing where the quest is going in the VR space. Uh, I just see a lot of stuff happening. There's a new game that launched recently called Hyper Dash uh, that's getting a little bit of buzz, but not as much as you'd think. And I bring this game up because it is for me like the the vision of where esports is going to go. And within it, they even have this really awesome, very unique spectator drone for for people casting so we're already starting to see people cast live events there's a league that's popping up um where they're they're getting they're doing live streams uh and there's like really good teams like like stupid good i'm, teams I'm watching the, i'm watching the play. trailer right now this it kind of reminds me of some of the old james bond like settings yes, the 007 the, the golden captured eye golden eye yeah they captured that golden eye with your friends like back but with obviously better graphics because good lord <laughs> and, and 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 they've they've got it into vr and it's just the, one of the most competitive things that i've seen so yeah i mean honestly like the, this week that has just been the thing that i've been kind of enamored with um it's hard too so like you think you got skills like you know check it out come find me um well let me get the in, let me get the invite <laughs> so so-called so friend let me get that five on, let me get in one of these teams what you waiting on I, I, all right I, i'll send you an invite i was a master shot in goldeneye man don't don't yeah we'll see don't don't oh don't make me dust off the jersey coming back coming back and of course sitting in the background going what what are they talking about i got i got kathy hackle here as well (laughs) (laughs) kathy we're going to spend a lot of time chatting with you but honestly this week what what has what has come up that's really excited you in, in the tech space thank you well i think what has um i mean there's just a lot of things moving super fast but one thing i saw this morning was um you know those last those last mile robots the little ones that do the deliveries um, I'm not sure if you guys yeah. seen those, but they're going to be granted personhood or rights um, as pedestrians. Yeah, they're going to be granted rights <laughs> as pedestrians. And I'm like, okay, um, hmm, I'm very confused by this. I mean, it's it's an interesting signal, but then I'm like, why are we not granting personhood to a river, which we actually need water to survive, but we're giving mm. some type well. of personhood to a last mile robot. Um, so yeah, I think I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, so, I mean, there's so much happening in tech, but I think that's one of the things I saw today that I was just like, made me, made, made me go, hmm, right? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, wow. That leads to so many questions that, oh, wow, <laughs> that just kind of, I didn't even know that I'm, okay, now I need links and we're going to have to look into that personhood for last mile robots. Robot rights are coming. That's uh, Apparently they're here. Jeez, that's that's wild, man. I are we are we are we um, going to have to like assign? Are, are there going to be categories of these various robots that will like put them in different classes and they'll have like different access? Like this robot can rock on the sidewalk. This one can go on the four hundred five at fifty miles an hour. Like, are we pushing it into that direction, or is it too soon? 
I don't think we're there yet, um, but eventually it could potentially be something like that, right? And I think there'll be a differentiation between, um, you know, more 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 human looking robots, more or less synthetic yeah. humanoid robots. A friend, I have a friend of mine that works on a company that does that, and we can definitely get into that in the Q and A. But um, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be really interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's lots happening in tech. But this morning, I just saw that, and I was like, whoa, okay, hmm, let me think about I mean, this. Emotional support robots are coming. Oh yeah, Definitely. yeah. Definitely. That'll be crazy. Well, you Definitely. saw in Bo- you saw the robots. The, the, the what are the Boston Lab robots? Boston from, Dynamics. The, yeah, the Boston Dynamics. They're the NYPD are using those already in the in the streets of like uh, I think it was Brooklyn or the Bronx or Queens. They have NYPD like. Hey, Boston I Dynamic saw RoboCop. I know how that movie goes. Yeah, we 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 saw Black Mirror. We also know how that movie goes. Like we know how that <laughs> we know how that story ends. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. But no, that NYPD. Um, I just I will show that one of my friends is uh, shooting a commercial with one of those robots. Um, so yeah, I mean one of those little dog-looking dancing robots uh, from Boston. Uh, I think so. Yeah. That's going to be an incredibly interesting future. They give me the creeps. I'll just say it. They give me the absolute creeps. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll come back with a little bit more with uh, Kathy Hackle, and then we'll get to some questions in our clubhouse room. Uh, More at InnovativeMonsters.com. You are listening to the Innovative Monsters podcast. In this corner is the heavyweight champion of all the monsters. Take a step back. Take a step. Take, Take a step. Take a step, take the step back. Take a step, take, take a step, take a step, step. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Innovative Monsters podcast. I'm Lee Keebler. Friends call me Keebs. And with me is Adam Davis McGee, my friend and uh, co-host for many, many years. Yeah. And we are so fortunate Maybe. to have Kathy Hackle um, in, in studio with us for today's show. Um, for those who don't know, where have you been? Uh, but Kathy is just one of the leading voices, one of the leading women in tech uh, when it comes to AR, VR, futuristic tech. She's a futurist. She's an author. Uh, she's got a long history in this technology. She's been a part of uh, the HTC team. Uh, she was with Magic Leap, Amazon. Now she's working in what I think is an incredible field of volumetric video capture that I, I think is just one of the coolest uh, technologies to come out in probably you know, half a decade. Uh, and so, Kathy, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having me and happy Women's Day to everyone. It is, it, is nas- <laughs> it is International Women's international Day. This works Women's out Day. perfect. Yeah. We we have you know the 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 leading uh, voice in in VR AR and all of that is just uh, perfectly in line. So I'm I'm thrilled to have you uh, on the show. And um, we we've known each other for a long time. I think we met uh, at your AR summit mm-hmm. back in 2016. Yeah, yeah. I convinced you to come to New York for this. Uh, mixed reality marketing summit that I was putting together back then, and you believed in you believed in me and my crazy idea, and it ended up being a fantastic event. So, thank you. Well, I've never known you to have a crazy idea that didn't work. So, <laughs> that that was pretty that was pretty easy for for me to jump on board. And I think Adam, you and Kathy had your own introduction without like this is this is how well Kathy's known in the industry is when you were in Georgia, you you had had an introduction with Kathy. Yeah, I mean it was it was. Uh one of those times, I think for you, Kathy, you were just moving to Atlanta 
uh, with HTC Vive, um, and you were just, you know, coming in and uh, we were just, uh, I had just launched my startup and we were running into each other at various XR events. Um, I was serving on the XR Leadership Council and uh, it was just immediately, like the first time I heard you speak, I was like, yo, this is definitely the, one of the future leaders right here. So we're going to follow whatever she says and uh, build, <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's been right. I mean, you were, I think you had just, it was right before you were getting ready to release your, your uh, Marketing New Realities book. Um, so that was, that was really cool. So I, I don't even know, how long did you end up staying in Atlanta? I left in 2018, but... Yeah, is you know it was cool because I was coming back to Atlanta. I had lived there before. I was coming back. Um, Atlanta is home to me. Like I, mm. I grew up all over the world. So when you when you're like that, the idea of home is a little bit weird. So to me, it was Atlanta because it's where I spent the most, the longest amount amount of consecutive years. Um, so it was like it was nice to come home. It was like a little bit of a homecoming. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was there to help HTC Vive ramp up enterprise sales in the southeast as a virtual reality evangelist um and it, it was great i mean it was it was fun um i miss it i still miss atlanta um but i mean i'm in dc now right right outside washington dc and we moved here about two years ago um a year and a half ago so um so it's been it's been great i do miss atlanta from from time to time so i don't miss the traffic i mean well I really miss um, Atlanta's XR scene. Like a lot of people don't know how, how strong it is down there. Um, big shouts out to the XR Leadership Council and Annie Eaton and Dave Beck and all the Foundry folks. Like there's just a really great uh, space down there and, and everything VR to Tiago, shout out to Tiago. But you really help, you know, create a lot of opportunities for um, no, n not just startups, but you were like you said, you were an evangelist uh, introducing the technology to Fortune 500s and to the whole community. So, you know, major, major praise and props to, to Kathy. Always. Yeah. Now, Kathy, you've got a, uh, you're, you're an accomplished uh, author and I want to hear a little bit more of uh, how that's gone, how, how you got into the authorship of, of your book. Tell us about your book um, and, 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 that's something that's just been new to this year from my understanding. Yeah. So, um, so I had my first book uh, back in 2017, marketing new realities. I wrote it with Sam Wolf. She teaches at NYU currently. Um, and it was a little bit, you know, it was a, a passion project. I think it was ahead of its time to be honest. Um, but nowadays I get, you know, I get messages every once in a while, someone that read the book or someone in marketing. And that's, that's been quite interesting um, for my second book. I, I reached out to John Bozell, um, which, you know, Lee, you know him. And I think, Adam, you might know him as well because he was in Atl the Atlanta scene as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's with Unreal now with Epic. And um, we we actually, this is the funniest story, we met at a robot pit, pit, pizzeria. So what I mean by that is that the robots bring you the pizza to the table. Um, <laughs> there are these robot waiter, waitresses and waiters and we're there, we're talking about the book and then I was like, you know what, we should call it the augmented workforce because um, <laughs> it's like we're being served by robots. So, um, mm -hmm. so that's kind of how the book came about and it, I mean, it's been a while, it's been what, I think over a year and a half, um, you know, COVID definitely you know, impacted the, the timeline, but um, our second book, which is called The Augmented Workforce, How AR, AI and 5G Will Impact Every Dollar You Make. Um, it's coming to Amazon for pre-order pretty soon. I don't, I don't have the correct, the, the specific date right now. 
Um, but we did, we did craft the, we did craft the, uh, the, like the title of the book. We were thinking if we were in, at an airport, because back then we used to travel, right? Um, if we were in an airport, I what remember traveling, right? Do you remember in bookstores <laughs> and picking up a book because it had a great, a great title. Um, so yeah, <laughs> with your, with your actual hands, you would touch it. Yeah. <laughs> you would touch it. You would touch it. And then you would pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. With, with money that you touch? Around people. In front of people? Yeah. Contact? Weird. <laughs> Uh, so oh everything's changed we live in a yeah. weird dystopian future yeah. but it's getting better it's getting better it's getting, we're, 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 getting, we're gonna get out of this so um but yes yeah, so i will say something interesting so first two first two books including this one have been self-published and then i guess hmm. now i'm actually publishers want to talk to me um they want to publish my third hey, book. congratulations Thank congrats you. yes Thank so so yeah your your cover is is uh, the cover of your book because um, you, you can see it. It comes up on your uh, on your website. It, it is visually catching. Like the title is great and catching, but like your art, your cover art is really dope too. Uh, can you share with us kind of how that came about? Just the visuals of that. Yeah, we were super lucky. Um, Media Monks, which is an agency out of LA, which many of you guys probably know, um, designed a cover for us. Um, so that was, I mean, just in itself, a huge thing. Um, we wanted to pay homage to to Wired magazine, right? Um, so we we pulled a few covers from Wired that we really liked, and this was mostly John really steering the ship with this part. Um, but then we shared them with a designer. Um, we had three designs to choose from, and I actually put up the three designs on social and asked people, "Hey guys, you know, John and I are split on which design we like," and we had people vote on it and. Um, Almost everyone agreed on the first version, which is the, the one that was taken, and then kind of fleshed out a little bit more. And that's what you see on my website. So um, I think it's a beautiful, it's something that I think if you had it on your coffee table, people would be like, oh, what is this? Right. Um, but I think business people would still want to want to read it because it just looks great. So you went from, uh, you, went, you went into Magic Leap for a little bit, and then you are now starting like a new chapter um, with... I know everyone always gets like kind of probably ask you a ton about Magic Leap and like what that was like, but you want to just tell us a little bit about kind of the transition uh, going into starting this new chapter that you're doing. I know you're you're dabbling in virtual, uh, you're doing volumetric, you're doing virtual fashion. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how that came about and, and uh, kind of leaping into the new space. Yeah, I will say, you know, for Magic Leap, I have great memories. I loved working there. It was, it was, it felt very special. I have to say it felt very special to be a part of it. I went in thinking it was the next Apple. Like I got married to the company and that's what I said. I got married to them and then, you know, there was a divorce and it was very, very emotional. <laughs> that's how I explain it to people. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was wonderful. Just, I don't know how to explain it. It was magical. It really was magical working there. Um, but then I was, you know, part of a, a massive layoff that they had. And, and that was, you know, that was heartbreaking. It really was for many of us. Um, then I went over to Amazon Web Services and I worked um, at Amazon Web Services for the past eight months. And um, I feel like I got an MBA working there. That's the best way to describe right. it. I really felt like yes. I was like, God, I just I totally get that feeling. Right. Um, I was like, I just got an MBA. It does feel like that. Um, learned a lot. I mean, learned a lot about cloud computing, learned a lot about other stuff like leadership and management, stuff that I already knew, but kind of, you know, having worked there, it's like it takes it to a different level. And, um, and at some point through my writing at Forbes and some of the work I was doing, I just had tons of amazing people reaching out 
from global corporations saying, we want to work with you, want to work with you, right? And I couldn't really do it because I was at AWS. And eventually I said, you know what? I just need to jump ship and, and go do my own thing and, um, and see how it goes. And it's a little crazy, but I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I decided to leave AWS and focus on a few things. Uh, my consultancy, which has really taken off, uh, it's called Futures Intelligence Group. And I've, I mean, oh my gosh, guys, if I could tell you my clients, it's, it's insane. It's like, I've got clients in the defense space and then clients in the fashion space and then a new client in in the space, uh, space marketing, like space, 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 in, like space, in, space, space, space <laughs> in space, space, yeah, in outer space, in outer space marketing. Like I have um, signing up possibly a brain computer interface company. Like this is insane. I am having the time of my life. Um, so what, what's hot now though? What's hot now? Like what's, what's the hot thing right now? for you? <laughs> um, digital fashion. I mean, virtual fashion, um, virtual clothing, um, direct to avatar economy, uh, like all those things. And the easiest way to explain that is I say when my, when I was growing up, my brother and his friends would all save up their allowances to buy Air Jordans, right? They wanted a pair of Air Jordans. That was the big thing they wanted. Uh, my kids nowadays, if they have a special event or if they're saving up money through chores, um, they're, what they're buying is Robux, which is a digital currency inside of Roblox. So, and why, what are they using? Second conversation yeah. in 48 hours I've had about that, about the yeah. kids wanting Robux. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. It's so, so for the listeners, um, Roblox is a, is a popular, is, I guess it's an MMO, uh, game, uh, that a lot of kids are playing. I don't have children, Adam. You're, honestly, your kid's too young. So, Kathy, can you give us kind of like a a, 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 a newbie 101 for people who don't full, don't have kids or don't her kids aren't old enough to understand what Roblox is? So yeah. we're not talking completely like sideways. Yeah. So I, it's like the younger kids Fortnite, but um, uh, although there's lots of people that play it, what I will say, if you ask my children what it is, they will not say it's a video game. They'll say it's a community. Um, that speaks volumes to me. Like this is the next social media. Yeah. Like this is, this is where they socialize, right? This is where they spend time with their friends, especially during pandemic. My goodness. Um, so I had my son's birthday party, um, in Roblox because you know, it's, mm, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. it was perfect. All his friends are there. That's... He had a blast. So yeah. And, and you can purchase, like you can buy digital assets, digital items to give away to friends or to, for yourself, like for, for your own avatar? Well, we were thinking through what would be the goodie bags. We didn't get that far along, to be honest. We're like, well, do we give people skins? Do we get something custom made through Roblox Studio? We didn't get that far, to be honest. We just had a little, small little party. Um, you know, it was it, it was kind of low key. Um, I think it was more testing the waters. But if we did it, if we ever did it again, I think we'd probably invest in like maybe doing some, you know, some type of goodie avatar is not a goodie bag it's a goodie avatar um so i don't know some party favor <laughs> of some sort <laughs> i don't know here you go here's a party favor from roblox like um but but you know what I, the one of the reasons i'm really much into that platform is um i think the the ceo ebazuki is really interesting um i know john john v who's the head of music he's fantastic he's the one that kind of uh, spearheaded uh, Little Nas's concert um, in Roblox um, that was amazing. Just glimpse. It's just a glimpse of the metaverse. Mm. Yeah, it really is kind of like that first building block of the metaverse. And I'm I'm excited because it's a younger generation doing it. 
um, who are involved, which means that the, it'll it'll grow with them. Just as Facebook grew with my generation and became this behemoth, we we're all very aware that like now Facebook is definitely losing some of its its popularity. It's it's got its own thing that it's got to deal with. Um, and I've always had it in the back of my mind of like, well, what is the next you know next generation's Facebook? Because I went I went I'm on that like cusp of of MySpace Facebook uh, adoption rate, you know, and prior to that, there was a lot of like AOL chat rooms and even going back to IRC, uh, conversations for like, uh, guy, you know, the, everyone who was in tech way back when. Um, and so seeing something like Roblox kind of pop up, gain its popularity, have its own community. And it sounds like, you know, building its own economy in, mm-hmm. a, in a real way is, is going to be very interesting. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting future indeed. Now, how, do, how, for you, how does that integrate with not Roblox and uh, blocks in general, but conceptually, where were you going with the, uh, the digital clothing, uh, part of what you're, you're getting into? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot related to the metaverse and kind of, um, you know, how we see ourselves and how we dress ourselves in the metaverse and kind of thinking through, you know, digital fashion. If I see my children, I mean, I was I was talking to my to my daughter about her new avatar, and I said, "Oh, that's an interesting face." She said, "Yeah, it cost me a lot um, <laughs> for her avatar." I was like, "Oh, interesting! Wow, uh, so much to read into that." Uh, but, but yeah, I think it's you know it's it's just this amazing revolution that's happening in virtual fashion, um, being able to wear things that are you know beautiful and fantastical, and I don't know. Um, I mean, I was on a on a panel earlier today about um, the future of fashion and. We talked a lot about sustainability and I, I mean, I, I feel like I have a lot of hope in the sense that with virtual fashion, uh, we might cut down on some of that, you know, wasteful spending, um, not wasteful spending, but, you know, buying clothes. I think one of the panelists shared a statistic and said that women, one fourth of the women that uh, one fourth of the clothes that women buy, they never wear, um, you know, mm-hmm. in the standard closet. I'm like, yeah, you know, I can see that. And um, and that's just sad, you know, why, why are we, you know, buying stuff that we never wear and imagine, you know, who might have put that together and, you know, somewhere like Bangladesh or, or what have you. So, so yeah, I think that it'll have a positive impact. It could be very positive, um, you know, blockchain, getting away from the three letters. <laughs> um, I think blockchain can have a very positive impact when it comes to provenance and you know, sustainability as well. So, so yeah, I mean, there's challenges in the fashion industry, obviously, but I think that some new technologies are going to help, um, kind of help with that. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of one part of what I'm doing. The other part, which you mentioned, Lee, is volumetric video. Um, so one of the many hats I wear is I'm the VP of strategic growth and partnerships at Avatar Dimension. And we are the the second um, Microsoft Mixed Reality certified volumetric capture studio. That's a lot to say. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, we're the second one in the U.S., only one on the East Coast, uh, fifth one in the world. And yeah, we're doing, I mean. That's such yeah. a big deal. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Major. I'm obsessed with holograms. You know that, Lee. You know me from a while. You know, mm-hmm. you know I've always loved mm-hmm. holograms. So. I've, I've always thought that the unsung hero of what's going to be valuable in VR. The thing that we haven't quite figured out how to tap into has been volumetric content, uh, mostly because it's just a freaking huge file. Mm-hmm. So, you know, early, early days of volumetric was, uh, it, 
was impressive. It was one of those things where it was impressive technologically, but you know, we were all kind of waiting for the technology to be what we knew it could be once we could get the proper processing, once we could get enough like hard drives, because stuff stuff's big. Um, there was no you know early days of it. I mean, I was slapping together Xbox Connects and things like that, pulling volumetric video uh, together, and um, I think that's actually around the time that you and I met. Uh, so tell tell me a little bit about the studio because undeniably Microsoft has since the mixed reality headsets came out a couple of years ago, they have always been leading the way when it comes to real quality volumetric capturing and content. Well, all I can say is it's super fun. I mean, I'm in the studio once or twice a week with the different clients doing different projects, everything from government and defense to, you know, entertainment, fashion, music, you name it. Um, it's been quite interesting to see all the different applications. Um, what I will say it's, my big thing is when people think about it, and I've said this on other podcasts, is right now, you know, we're experiencing this through a rectangle, whether it's on our desk or in our hands, their phones, we're seeing things in a flat screen. But once we move to glasses, like, are we really going to want to see flat screens in front of us? Um, I don't think so, right? Everything around you has right. volume. Um, to quote Tom Emmerich, we're 3D beings in a 3D world. So hmm. we're going to want our content to be volumetric. And I think that that's the exciting part. We, at the studio, we actually, we did, we worked on two other projects that I can mention that are just mind blowing and exciting. Um, so the, um, the Microsoft Ignite keynote, if anyone caught that last week, um, it was Alex Kipman, James Cameron, and, and there's a part of the keynote where there's two scientists underwater and we did that part. Uh, so I'm super proud of Avatar Dimension for being involved in that nice. keynote. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, this is this should even be its own use case, um, but we had to set up our studio using Hololens because we couldn't all be together. So we had a team, a team in London with a Dimension Studio. Uh, we had our team in DC, and then we had a team in uh, in Seattle, and we we're all kind of working together through Hololens to try to make sure everything was set up and and everything was you know up to the standards of you know Microsoft licensee. So um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things coming. That's so brilliant. That's a great use case for the HoloLens. Yeah. I mean, that that needs to be their own, you know, their own commercial. There needs to be more, yeah. <laughs> more press out there with that amazing piece of hardware. And I, mm -hmm. I think that that hits the nail on the head of like where it fits inside of of the tech space. Um, so I've got a, 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 an audio clip that I, I pulled up. I'm going to play for you, and then I want you to speak a little bit on it. Um, we didn't really talk about this too much prior to show, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cold play it and see where this goes. Okay, let's do it. I think the future will be like humans, like us, having amazing technology, hoverboards, flying cars, flying trains, and flying transportation, and boots that can make you hover, and gloves that can see through walls. Whoa, cool! And why, why do you why do you think that it's going to be that cool? What? Why do you think it's going to be that cool? The future Be cool. because we're going to have awesome technology that we can use for. Us amazing things are you excited about the future yeah it might be like that i hope i'm right man i hope that kid's right too <laughs> oh man <laughs> i've, I've so wanted that great. future since back to the future came out <laughs> oh he, he, he got the hoverboards just right out the gate just hoverboards <laughs> it has to be there <laughs> where where's my dang hoverboard <laughs> oh yeah that's my little one well so, he's, he's not that little anymore but yeah well, how how old is so, he when he when you said that, and how old is he now? Gosh, 
I don't know how old he was when he said that, but he's nine. He just turned nine. Um, he's the one that had the Roblox party. It, what I will say, you know, during the pandemic, I mean, we're all stuck at home. I have to say it has been a, very nice for me to kind of spend, spend more time with my kids, as hard as that has been at times. But they have truly become the best window I have into the future. And um, yeah, and, and they've given me a different perspective on a lot of things. And that, you know, that little guy, he's he's got quite an imagination. He was like, Mom, I want to start a kid futurist uh, YouTube channel. And he wants to do all this other wow. stuff. So wow. I'm like, okay. Yes. Yes. So is he going to do it? Is he is he the next person we bring on to, to Innovative Monsters <laughs> in like a year? Like what, Maybe. What, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i still negotiating with Daddy. I don't think Dad wants him to have a YouTube channel. So um, I can understand see. that. We're, 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 we're well, getting know, there, but... He, he did say something uh he 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 threw in there i want gloves that can see through walls which i thought you know that's that's a very interesting fusion of of technology and use case but there is an article that just that it came up on my apple news today about the military using headsets that can see through walls so he's he's calling it he's calling it already he's he's in there so the children are our future. Let them lead the way, right? However that song went, that's where it's got to go. I think all of us, everyone listening here to the podcast and in Clubhouse, we need to go back to that type of childish mentality of thinking of the future because the possibilities are endless. And if we really retake that, imagine what we can build. So That's, that's the whole idea behind Innovative Monsters is coming up with those conversations like this where we can start having real uh, interaction. Speaking of interaction, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to open up uh, the room. We're going to bring some people in. We're, we're recording this podcast now uh, with interaction into Clubhouse so that uh, we can start taking your questions and conversations. So get those ready in the break. We'll start bringing some people in. We'll be back in a few moments with more Innovative Monsters podcast. Welcome back to the Innovative Monsters podcast. I've got Adam Davis McGee with me. I'm Lee Keebler. Friends call me Keebs. We've been so very fortunate to spend the last 30, 30, 40 minutes with our good friend, Kathy Hackle, uh, one of just the leading voices in the, the VR, AR, XR, futurist technologies uh, of everything in between so kathy thank you for for taking some time uh and, and chatting with us as well bet. i'm happy to be here so um before we cut to uh some questions from from the audience and if you do have your questions go ahead and raise your hands and we'll bring you up to the stage have you ask those questions uh adam i'm gonna let you take this because this is i'm not fashionable no, you're, you're, you're the fashion guy. You're I'm totally not. not, not no, I'm just kidding. You're, you're being hard on yourself. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, the good news is there's an opportunity. <laughs> there's a metaverse where you can be whatever you want to be. Um, no, I was <laughs> I was really excited. I'm, I'm actually I was also bummed that I missed it, but I was excited to see Kathy. You were speaking at uh, the crypto fashion week event which um for those of you who might not be familiar there's a on clubhouse there's a really uh incredible uh voice who, who i've who i've heard speak um uh, goes by the name of lady phoenix and i know lady phoenix has been really uh hands-on in the crypto art space and the crypto uh fashion space and lady phoenix was i think uh one of the main 
kind of creators behind crypto fashion week and i saw that you were speaking and i i think i i saw you uh doing an interview with a virtual avatar like i don't i don't know who the personality was but um you want to tell us a little bit about what that experience was like and some of the stuff that you were sharing with the crypto fashion week audience yeah definitely and, and i second that on lady phoenix she's amazing everyone should follow her yeah. she's brilliant um yeah and she was one of the organizers it was super fun uh to be part of crypto fashion week um you, you know it was just brilliant conversation all around um great topics great people um i, I participated in a panel uh on digital you know on, on xr and digital fashion and digital goods that was quite interesting and then um the what you're referencing is actually getting interviewed by Kuki AI. Kuki is one of the um, most advanced conversational AIs in the world. She's amazing. Um, and I actually, I, I feel like I've, I've spoken to her several times. So I I interviewed her live on um, on Clubhouse. Uh, what was it like like a month ago? And that was really cool. We had Philip Rosedale, oh, cool. Guy Kawasaki, and a whole bunch of people. And we all got to talk to her. Um, and then for Crypto Fashion Week, I, she interviewed me that time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I reached out to Gary uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's um, team the other day and said, "Hey, do you do you, does Gary want to talk to Cookie? Because I think it'd be really fun to have him talk to Cookie or or have Cookie talk to him. So we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, I mean, she's she's super fun. I have like I really like her. I, I really like Cookie AI. Um, yeah, I don't know what to I, tell you. I, <laughs> she's fantastic. I wasn't I I wasn't familiar with her. That was the first time I'd seen her. Um, you know, I have seen some of the other virtual avatars and, and celebrities, and I'm here for it. I want to see I want to see us to developing more kind of stories through that lens. Um, I know that uh, for me personally, there's uh, there's just a really cool opportunity to I think introduce our young people, like the next generation, but also adults, but introduce young people to a new form of celebrity and a new form of personality in a way that doesn't necessarily put uh, their their own face, their own image and likeness out there into the public and um, can also kind of introduce this sort of balance of, of uh, kind of to combat the uh, really, really heavy um, social media presence that young people have to fight, right? Like just with peers and, and everything else. So there's a lot of opportunities there. But going back to the, I guess, the fashion piece, what were what are some of the what are some of the some of the maybe platforms that are out there that you can that, that maybe that you're talking about or that you can share with the audience? Um, but if someone wants to get into designing digital fashion, selling digital fashion, uh, modeling for digital fashion, um, like what are some of the things that you can tools that you can put people onto? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of the the ladies at Dress X. Uh, they do great digital fashion um, artifact studio that partnered with Ferocious. And they sold, uh, I think it was three million, three million dollars worth of uh, digital yeah. sneakers. Amazing. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many. There's XR Couture as well. Uh, there, there's several platforms. The Fabricants, the Dematerialized. I mean, my goodness, there's just amazing players in the space. Um, the funny thing is, like, I've become friends with all of them. Um, so, you know, big shout out to Benoit Pagodo from. Are, you know from artifact and marjorie and I mean, just a whole bunch of different amazing folks uh natalia from dressx everyone that's doing just brilliant work in the digital fashion space and um yeah I, i'm i'm really excited about jobs of the future and i start to think about 3d fashion designers and uh, i think you guys have heard me say this but i, I wholeheartedly believe 
when I say that the world's next Coco Chanel is probably a 10-year-old 10 10-year-old 10 girl designing skins in Roblox. Um, yeah. So, or in, Totally, yeah. 100% yeah. yeah. agree with that. Absolutely. And now is that, okay, so with that, are we, how, how are we distinguishing between say, like scarab, uh, skins and wearables versus like virtual fashion? Like, are we distinguishing it if it's a real life person on a human? Are we distinguishing it if it's on just an avatar? You know, like how, how are we starting to see maybe some of the fashion components segmented or, or is it kind of a bit more holistic? I mean, I don't make a big differentiation. I call it all virtual goods. Um, Okay. And I think the and for, for everyone that's that's listening, I mean, what's the opportunity? The opportunity is that it's estimated that by 2025, the virtual goods economy is going to be worth 400 billion. Um, mm. And that was before, sorry, Lee, that was before NFTs. Um, so it's a little conservative. Um, you know, now it's probably going to be a, a bigger number. But there's a lot of opportunity there for crypto artists, for uh, fashion, you know, up and coming 3D fashion designers, for young kids designing on Roblox Studio. You name it, there's just a lot of opportunities. And I, I got to defend myself a little bit. The reason why everyone's kind of poking fun at me about the whole NFT thing is because it's I'm not a fan of it yet. No one's convinced me of it yet. We do have a plan on a future episode where I'm going to have this fight. We're going to have this fight. We're going to have this argument. We're going to do it. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it in a future Innovative Monsters uh, podcast. So that's why I'm getting a little picked on here. I'm open for it. That's fine. Yeah, I can be yeah. wrong. It's just it happened started. once. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> It'll never. It's just started, kids. The picking will never stop. Not with you. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's fine. Let's bring someone up uh, to the stage here. We are recording in live and actually putting this uh, podcast together live in, uh, in Clubhouse, which allows us to bring people up uh, and have them ask questions. And I've got Daniel, who has been patiently waiting uh, with a technical question. So Daniel, uh, go ahead and unmute and let, let's, let's, uh, let's dialogue here a little bit. Yes, and thank you for a great talk. It's been uh, super interesting. And my question would be, um, so what we do is that we build solutions for the next generation of e-commerce with interactive 3D and uh, augmented reality that is plugged into different e-commerce sites. Virtual try-on, for example, where you can virtually try on sunglasses or shoes uh, or place a furniture in your room if you want to try a furniture in your living room. It's all web-based. What do you see, because I think you have great experience within this field, with uh, the, the tracking going so far that you can actually try on uh, jewelry or watches so that it's going to be enabled for different product categories. We, we have it for face tracking, of course, foot tracking or tracking, uh, uh, plane tracking uh, all over the room. Where do you see it? When do you see it's going to be accessible and good enough for it to be uh, uh, hand tracking and arm tracking so that you can virtually try on a new type of product categories? That's a great question, Kathy. So where, where what's the future of fit? I think yeah. is is a uh, a way of, of kind of condensing that down and and where do we where are we going right now um, when it comes to uh, augmented reality and that that ability to try yeah. on our actual body a digital item? Yeah, so it's interesting. I was um, Amanda Costco, uh, who's who's a friend. 
just showing me a startup called Clometrica. I think that's what they're what they're called. They're only on Instagram right now, but they're doing full body tracking with digital clothes. And I thought that was it's getting there. I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, Snap's also also working on this. Um, so from a full body standpoint, that's kind of in the works. Um, with hand tracking, it's really interesting because I haven't really thought about hand tracking in AR. Um, I, you know, the work I've been doing with hand tracking has mostly been in VR with the Oculus Quest 2 uh, and some of the things there. I mean, the hand tracking there is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, it really is. Right? That, that's where my head went too. Is like, wow, you could use a Quest for in VR hand tracking that would allow you to try on things like like watches or rings or bracelets stuff like that that could be interesting for the wearable hand right because right. the cameras the camera pass through in the quest is not good enough because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't designed to be used for that case uh, uh, we've got another person up here hey JT how's it going go ahead and uh, unmute and let's let's uh, dialogue a little bit Hi, uh, well, first, thank you for creating this group. And I just wanted to say, uh, Kathy, I read your your article on Forbes um, on the primer of those three forbidden words that we can say here. Um, <laughs> you're, 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 you're a question guest. You can say them. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I read the, the article on NFT primer. Uh, but nevertheless, um, how do we go about convincing um, brands, companies, agencies, to get into this space we've already seen of course the nba do it yeah. um, bleacher report did something recently and we're starting to see more celebrities get into it um ar and vr many companies were sort of hesitant to get into it uh, a lot of the top brands the top you know fortune 500 brands the ones that really know marketing they got into it but how do you convince people to get into nfts yeah companies per se yeah and you have to say i feel like i'm in a harry potter book and it's like he who should not be named uh and we can't say it (laughs) (laughs) no 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 go for it go for it this this is (laughs) (laughs) nfts um what i will say is i feel like there's a tsunami coming hype or not i feel like there's a tsunami coming from a lot of the conversations i'm having with you know with global fashion brands and big brands about the nft space um, because I, I do a lot of work with them is um, kind of thinking, how do they enter? And I think the big thing here is not thinking just of NFT as an you know, NFT, but thinking through what is the way that we will do commerce and then we will buy and sell things in the metaverse. And I think that that's kind of the longer tail and the longer conversation. Um, you know, I think NFTs is a part of that. It's the beginning of that um, in some ways. But, you know, I think, you know, I think waiting a little bit, maybe um, making sure that more brands enter the space and kind of proof, you know, make uh, proof that it's viable, that it's workable, that there are, you know, also, um, you know, certain sustainability, um, you know, things that happen and move the blockchain forward and make it a little bit more sustainable from an energy consumption standpoint are going to be important. Uh, especially for those brands that have that, you know, c- corporate, so, you know, with that green initiative and stuff. Um, I think that's going to be important. But how do you start? I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I would wait a little bit more for more brands to enter the space and have more data. Data always sells it. And, um, you know, maybe you don't necessarily have to start, you know, enter the space with an NFT. Maybe you enter with a virtual good and on, you know, in, in Roblox or in a different platform. And then from there you figure out a way to how to monetize that via yeah, NFT. But um, yeah, there's, you know, yeah. I think companies just need to start thinking about how they enter the virtual goods market, whether it's via NFT or not. Um, I think that's the bigger question, to be honest. I hope that answers your question. 
Yeah, and, and that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me too. And I definitely want to see if you'll come back and have actually be part of that, that NFT episode because it's coming. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be necessary. And congrats on your Forbes article, by the way. We, that needs to get highlighted. Um, that, that's a big deal. Uh, so congratulations. Um, that's been fantastic. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining in. We are running out of time, and I want to be uh, very respectful of Kathy's time here and yours. Uh, and we are coming up to the end of the close. With that said... Uh, we do take a little bit of time out of every episode and highlight a nonprofit organization uh, of the uh, guests choosing. And Kathy has selected anitab.org uh, as their non- as her nonprofit of choice. And so, if you have a moment, Kathy, can you tell us a little bit about Anita B and why you selected them and who they are, what they do? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan and obviously today is International Women's Day. So a uh, big shout out to all the work that, um, you know, Brenda, who's the CEO of Anita B does. Um, they're an organization that is helping um, to get more women into STEM uh, and STEAM. And, um, you know, obviously Anita B is, a, you know, was a visionary. Um, I would say also they put together the Grace Hopper um, Celebration, which is a big event for a lot for women in tech. And I have personally benefited from um, from uh, from some of the Anita B um, courses and, and, and free events that they've put together. When I was getting certified um, as a cloud practitioner for AWS, I took their free training, and it was very helpful. Um, so yeah, I mean, I benefited from from that, gained some you know some minor technical skills, and I feel like more more women can benefit from it. So women and men, but um, you know, mostly I guess the mission here is for women. So yeah, just. It, you know, we want to, John and I, John Bazama and I also want to donate part of uh, part of our pre-orders for our book to Anita B. So, um, oh, that's amazing. yeah, nice. so we're very excited about that. Nice. So that is Anita, A-N-I-T-A, the letter B dot org for those who are wondering how to pronounce it uh anita b christ.org there you'll be able to find it so uh kathy is where, where can people find you where where do you want them to follow you give us give us your your online social details what, what's going on how do, how do people find out more about kathy hack linkedin just find me there i mean i've been very active there i follow follow my articles in forbes i always have fun there as well and just yeah all over the metaverse i'll see you in the metaverse for sure I, speaking of the metaverse this is last question i want to throw at you um i don't know if anyone's ever asked you this but if you could resurrect just one person through ai you get you get the green light through history who would it be who would you want to work with who would you bring back and resurrect through ai Ooh, Oof, that's a good question man that's that's a tough one um I don't know. I actually don't. I, that's a really good question. What I would say is, golly, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking my grandma. <laughs> but that's just okay. it's not like a historical figure, right? It's just more of an emotional connection. Um, I like Mary totally Curie. Fun. I mean, my daughter just did a whole report on her. And, you know, I was like, wow, if Mary Curie could teach, you know, chemistry to all the girls out there, that'd be amazing. So I don't know. I'll go with that mm-hmm. one for now. All right. I want you. I want you to think about that because you are Queen Kathy. You're going to be one of the first people that's going to get permission to dig up whatever IP in our history. You're going to be one of the most trusted people that we got. So you need to think about it. 
because it's going to happen. Kathy, yeah, thanks it's so much happen. for joining us. Anyone who wants to find us, uh, yes, we do love you. Uh, if anyone who wants to find us online, we're at InnovativeMonsters.com. You can find the Innovative Monsters podcast on any of your podcast distribution networks, uh, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Google Podcast, yada, 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 all of those. And uh, we'll be back next time with a, a really interesting conversation. We will talk about NFTs. I promise that is a conversation that is coming. Uh, special thanks goes out to also DJ Cubert and the Wave Twisters, uh, the Origin record, where that's where all of our music's coming from for the show. So go ahead and go out there and support DJ Cubert as well. And uh, for that, I'm Lee Keebler, known as Keebs, Adam Davis McGee. Say your adios. Peace. Peace.